As a skin health professional, beauty and aging are the centerpiece of my research. And one thing is clear, if we want to age well, we had better keep up with our NAD levels. NAD is actually something I personally take every single day to give my cells the energy that they need to operate. And our skin also has cells in them too. NAD is a molecule in the human body that is vital to aging well and remaining youthful in so many ways. NAD creates energy, maintains healthy DNA, detects and uses nutrients efficiently, and even protects our cellular health. Unfortunately, from age 30 to 70, NAD levels decline up to 65%. Simply put, when NAD levels decline, aging accelerates. That's why if you care about slowing aging, you need to get Qualia NAD. Qualia NAD is a clinically tested supplement that can boost your NAD levels up to 50%. It's vegan, non-GMO, with three key naturally derived ingredients called NAD precursors that your body can readily convert into NAD. And 11 additional ingredients that support your body's NAD production. Qualia NAD is the easiest way to support your NAD levels deep into life, so you can stop losing one of the most vital molecules in your body now for remaining youthful and in your prime. So if you're over age 30, help stop your declining NAD levels with Qualia NAD risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance and use code radiance for an additional 15% off. That's Qualia NAD at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance with code radiance to age incredibly well from the inside and out. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to today's live recording on the Rachel Varga podcast. We're also live on the Rachel Varga YouTube channel. We're going live in summer skin camp as well. And I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for being here with us today. This is going to be a particularly healing episode. We're going to be focusing on mental health and ways for you to stay grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned with yourself, your loved ones around you and all of that good stuff. How are you today? Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. It's really good to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm Leslie Miranda and I am a practicing psychotherapist and a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm a certified clinical trauma professional certified in the modalities of EMDR brain spotting. And also I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. Oh, I love it. So basically, if your brain is just feeling like a little bit, oh, like a little bit agitated, I know I have been feeling a little bit strange mm. lately. So I've been having to spend some extra time doing my healing practices, seeing my providers during doing neurofeedback, all mm. sorts of uh, getting in nature. So we're going to be sharing what Leslie and I both do to stay grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned. And you recently had a little one. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. He'll be five months in about a week. Oh, that's just fantastic. This was great. So today we're going to learn about clearing, grounding, balancing, and especially the importance of adaptation and also resilience and tips to cultivate it because this is really really resilience and being able to Mm -hmm. adapt and evolve I think are definitely some key qualities to have especially at this time what do you think 
I think resilience is so important because we're being asked to adapt and we're being asked to respond to an event that we could never have anticipated before. So it's a pretty unusual time and it's rather unprecedented. So we're definitely all having to find some ways that we can adapt and also be resilient and hopefully strong through all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And my next question for you is, well, what are your most vibrant clients doing? Because I work with clients both in the clinic and online. I definitely see some common threads between, you know, some of these people that are just soaring right now. They're, they're mm-hmm. just, they're cruising. They're doing really well. They're, they're doing their self-care practices. And then others, you know, are drinking quite a bit more mm-hmm. right now. They're, mm-hmm. you know, gl- we're glued to our phones. We're glued to our laptops. We're working more from home. Mm-hmm. So w- there's really a contrast between, between people that I'm seeing right now. But what are you saying? What are your most vibrant and radiant clients doing to maintain balance? So the, the people that I see that are really v- very vibrant, I think, first of all, they're taking care of their bodies and they're doing something physical and exercising. Um, so even though we're, m- many people are, are having to stay at home, I think that they're going out of their way to just enjoy a little sunshine, get out and move. So I think that's so important that that we're not sending a message back to ourselves that we're in like mental lockdown, essentially. So getting out and moving, I think think is so important. I think that staying curious and actually being a good researcher, finding out that there are all the different things that are out there and all of the cool things that we can do and learn about and having that attitude of curiosity. I think that that's actually huge, that that mental component where we're finding an inspiration. I think that that produces radiance as well. I love that you said curiosity. I was listening to a podcast here that was probably on Bulletproof Radio because I like obsessed with, with Dave Asprey's resources and all he shares. And the word curiosity really kind of stuck with me. And I think this is really important for us to always kind of not necessarily take things around us at face value. Mm. I know a lot of doctors who have been in the media, who have been talking about what's going on in the world. And then, you know, they'll tell me off camera, listen, like, Mm. I actually don't want to talk on camera anymore about what's happening in the world because we get information this day and then, you know, the next day it's different. So be curious about what you're hearing and, if I think about, I know you're a marriage counselor, but think about my husband, his reality is very different from mine, like his mm-hmm. lens, what he sees, but be curious to almost, um, well, we're going to get into some, some tips for you to, um, you know, really navigate this time with your loved one, but be curious about what their quote unquote mind map is. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? So not only being curious about what's happening in the world, but being curious about what's going on in the processes of people around you. Yeah, that's so important because people respond to stress in different ways. And oftentimes it's it's a basis for miscommunication where one person maybe will become very quiet. The other person is very talkative. So they don't understand why the other person isn't talking a whole lot through it. And, And the person that doesn't talk thinks they're being respectful by not talking. So exactly what you said, being curious, empathetic, just really wanting to understand first before we come to judgment is such an important skill. 
um, you know, asking questions in a neutral way and in a way that's not attacking and whatnot. But like you said, just curious, just wanting to learn more information, finding out about other people, finding out about all of the information that's out there. Mm, Yeah. Okay. So I love the movement. I love the curiosity aspect of it. So say, for example, you're on your walk, you're outside, you're getting your movement, you're getting your outside time. How are you curious? So I love to listen to podcasts. One, when I walk, I too will listen to Dave Asprey. I'll listen to your podcast. And that is just such a great way that my mind is getting stimulated. And I um, actually used to live in LA, but now I live in a small town. So hearing all of the different ideas, it's just so powerful. And um, that makes me feel so alive. Also just walking, it's bilateral. So like when you move one side of your body and then you move the other, you're actually working with both sides of the brain and just helping that to get level and balance. So that's just a good activity to do in general, but the mindfulness looking around and sometimes now I get to walk with my son. And so showing him the world and like a purple flower is amazing to him. So trying to see things from that lens as well, not just like, Oh yeah, there's the bougainvillea, but like, wow, it's a miracle, a flower. It's so beautiful. And then there's other flowers. So having that sense of being in the moment and presence, I think is definitely grounding. Mm -hmm. Here on Vancouver Island, we have a ton of wild roses that are just, you know, in full force. So if I'm walking, it's like, I got to smell all the roses. Nice. Oh, that's powerful. That's so powerful because you got your aromatherapy right there too. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see the little bees buzzing around and yeah. So, so basically what I was kind of alluding to is when you're being curious, actually, I'm going to go back a second Mm because you talked about something really interesting that I was actually talking about with my mentor. She pointed it out to me. So a lot of times we're going to talk about grounding in just a second here, but we can either ground like vertically or we can ground horizontally. Mm, interesting. I like that distinction. And, and mm. I, I, I'd like to hear more about that. Sure. So when you think about it, if you're doing like earthing or you're kind mm. of light sourcing, if you will, it's very vertical. It's like from up mm. through you to, you know, into the ground and you can just look this up. It's like light sourcing meditation. They're all vertical, mm. but then there's also the horizontal plane too. So I actually spend more time getting into that. That's just right. part of my routine. Have you ever heard of that before? I've not, but it makes sense in that one is a more active state, it seems like. And the, and being horizontal is a little bit more receptive. It kind of makes me think of like the Chavasana at the end of the yoga, where you're just in that open space and the parasympathetic system is activated. So that's pretty cool. I think that's really neat. And I think that'd be really cool for people to play around with and try to do both. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, because the Earth's magnetic grids are all horizontal. Interesting. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. neat. Yeah. So I don't know. I love it. Yeah. If, if anybody else listening has ever heard of that through their uh, healing work, please reach out to me because I want to know you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I do guess. It's great. All right. So how can we cultivate radiance? Or sorry. Well, obviously we talk about that on the podcast. Excuse me. I mean, resilience. We're talking yeah. about resilience here. Yeah. Well, I know you can also, first of all, help with some of the outer radiance with skin and inner because you know, a lot of the work you do works on like health as well. So just to add that, but resilience is, you know, really about being adaptive 
And um, I remember reading a book about how the football player Tom Brady trains and that he has a very specific method that isn't just about lifting weights and whatnot. It's about like he uses bands so that the muscle becomes resilient so that when he has an impact, it, there's like this resilience. It's not, and he's less, less prone to injury. So I thought that's a really interesting metaphor for how we can learn to be as far as being able to adapt. So if something really tremendous happens, we're able to become flexible around it. So I think, first of all, I, you know, it's so important just to say meditation. And I think I think we talk about meditation just in general so much that, that people sometimes forget to do it. It's so simple or we're so busy. Maybe we're, we're doing more like vertical mindfulness and we forget that other type where we have to be receptive. But I know that that is a major way in which the brain can become more adaptive and receptive and just kind of uh, discharge some of the stress is to do meditation. So um, I personally practice Ziva meditation and that's been such a great resource. And I love that. I really like that you learn step by step. Um, there's other types out there as well, but it's just a great activity to teach your mind to let go of stress and be able to become more adaptive. Can you spell that type of meditation out? Z-I-V-A. Okay. And I'd like you to tell us a little bit about this because... I love learning other people's uh, routines and what they do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I actually learned about it because I was getting some coaching on fertility. And the whole premise is that sometimes the system is in such a sympathetic state all the time that the body is like, you know, we're too stressed to have a baby. So it was a coach that referred it to me. And I, uh, Emily Fletcher is the teacher of Ziva meditation. And she says it's a meditation for high achievers. And Dave Asprey's had her on a couple of times as well. And I, I love it in that she, she distinguishes mindfulness from meditation and then also has a component where you're like visualizing a positive future for yourself, which is super cool and a great activity to do. So it has those three components and, and basically it, you're taught it online or there's a book also stress less accomplish more. I think it's called and you learn how to be mindful, which is being attuned to your senses in the present time. And then also that kind of the ancient technique of meditation, not so much like visualizing a light and all of that, but more so like what they were doing 6,000 years ago in India, which is pretty interesting. Um, and then there's also the, the future element where you learn to like visualize a future that you'd like to have for yourself. So she calls it a meditation. I think she calls it for high achievers. So, um, you know, for people that are busy and just want to get their meditation and then go and be successful. So like mothers, like yes. professionals, yes. like working from home, looking yes. after the home, pretty much everybody that wants to be a really, you know, great human tries. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's a great tool for being resilient. I also think yoga, um, I have a little app on my phone is called down dog and I love it because I can program five minutes of yoga. I can put 30 minutes of yoga in. And so whatever I have time for, I try to get that done. And I think there's something really powerful about teaching your body to be flexible as well. Hmm. And then also in yoga, it's a, a little stressful when you're you know doing a stretch that maybe is a little uncomfortable, but you learn to relax your mind around that stress. So I think that it's a way of teaching us how to do that in everyday life as well. Mm. And through some of your techniques, you also understand that traumas can be trapped in the body. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a really good book. Um, the body keeps the score. Bessel van der Kolk. He talks a lot about that for anybody that like wants to see some science behind it. Agabra Mate also is really great, but 100% we carry stress in our bodies. And so sometimes a way to help our minds relax is to get our bodies to relax. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. So let's get into the questions for you here. How can we clear ourselves? And, you know, what are some of your clearing routines? And I'll share some of mine. Yeah. So, you know, that mindfulness, like we talked about being aware of outside walking, yoga, meditation. And I just think a check-in with myself is really important where I go, what, what's my body saying? Am I, my shoulders a little tight or do I feel a little constriction in my chest? What's going on with that? So kind of bringing my awareness just back within, I think is really helpful. I mean, taking a good bath is a good way to, to clear, um, you know, chatting with a friend, journaling, you know, just, just going to my backyard, taking some deep breaths, gardening, any of those are really great things that I love to do. Awesome. So I take it like pretty deep. I not only like to work on clearing my physical body, but also my energy body. Mm. And so for, for physically, I really have to make sure that I move every day. So I'll try and, you know, go walk up the mountain. Um, I'm not able to like really lift weights right now. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of making sure I'm moving in a way that works for me. I am starting to integrate yoga back into the mix, which just, it just makes you feel so good. It just lubricates your joints, your organs, gets that lymphatic drainage going. And then getting into salt water. So getting into the ocean uh, Mm -hmm. is very, very clearing for our body and our energy body as well. Uh, Because there are different types of photography that can actually take a snapshot of what your aura looks like. Like this isn't Mm -hmm. woo anymore. We have these pieces of technology. And when people have this sort of bathed in salt, things actually just look a little bit uh, clearer, if you will, not so like spotty. It's it's quite interesting when you start Mm -hmm. to look at that type of photography. And I'm totally curious about that stuff. I, I think it's great to just like, okay, well, if there's a layer that we can do that will make us feel better and allow us to be healthier mm-hmm. and it makes us feel good. Like yes. why bother trying to justify it to other people? It's- I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of harmless, right. To do some aura photography. And like you said, it's pretty interesting and who knows, sometimes it takes a little bit of time for the signs to catch up. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if you can't get to the ocean, take like a you know, put some Epsom salts in your bath. Really good to have the Epsom salts with the magnesium right before sleep, helps with muscle tension, but that's really important. But then, you know, right now we have so much coming at us with Mm -hmm. the news, you know, this statistic Mm -hmm. is saying this, it's like, okay, is this fake news? What's, what's really going on? Why are Mm -hmm. things so strange in certain places of the world? There isn't like, it's just crazy. So I do definitely make the intention to, to ensure that I'm not only clearing, you know, toxins from my body by living well, but also different, you know, pieces of drama or just any type of information that isn't really going to make me feel better. So you just ask it to leave. I mean, mm, I love that. Yes. Like you're taking charge and you're just saying you're not welcome here. Stress intention. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So there's actually, um, 
someone from uh, a course that I did talking about uh, meditation and clearing. They're from ESETI. And they basically had us visualize that, you know, we were asking green and gold light to kind of come through and wash our bodies and that any and all attachments, whatever that might be, uh, is asked to leave the body. And so just, just close your eyes and pay attention to that and see what comes up. And if you notice things leaving your body, pay attention to where they are leaving your body mm. and what those things, if they have um, what they look like, and just be curious around that. And then if something comes up, you might need some healing, you know, find, find someone near you that can help you kind of interpret that. But that's something that's been really key for me. And if you start to notice you're getting just a bit agitated, do that clearing routine asks, you know, if anything's hanging out in you around you, just ask it to leave. It might mm-hmm. sound a bit, a bit strange, but I know a lot of very high functioning people that, that do this type of work. Mm. Well, it, that's great. And I mean, if that, what, whatever works. And I think it's also about, you know, being aware of what you're feeling and then being clear. It's like a boundary that what you want to have in your life and what you don't want to have around you. So that's great. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So what I'd like to talk about is how can we stay grounded and what do you like to do to stay grounded for both like your physical, uh, body, you know, touching the the earth and nature. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we all know that stuff, but how do you keep your mind grounded? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have a very best friend that I talk to quite a bit and, and we like to joke around. And so I think that that's so important. And I think that it's important to recognize since people are encouraged to social distance that we can still connect with people, even if we're following those guidelines. So having connections with others, I think is so important for me specifically. I think my best friend and talking with my husband, I, again, for me, I like to be outside. I like to have plants and, and water plants and grow vegetables. And that's just really grounding. Um, I also try to put everything in perspective that this This is a tough time for a lot of people right now, but that it's not going to be forever. So having that ability to put things in perspective and I think, you know, having a sense of humor can keep all of us grounded. You know, sometimes that's just all we can do is just laugh at certain situations. So those are a few things that come to mind. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, touching the soil, touching Mm -hmm. the plants, it's really good for our skin actually and our microbiome and Mm -hmm. our immunity. And I have a great conversation on the podcast with Dr. Elka Cook. She Mm -hmm. is just a prime example of an ER Western trained medical physician who's gone into functional medicine. And this is definitely uh, the future of where things are going, which, which I think is great. And Another sort of layer I wanted to add to that was, yeah, I was feeling a little agitated. So what I did uh, a little while ago was I had some neurofeedback using mm-hmm. a technology called NeuroOptimal. I, mm-hmm. I know that the creator of it uh, is fantastic. And it's weird because for two weeks there, I didn't get outside to get my grounding, you know, three hours in nature, no cell reception, no EMF, stuff like that. We're going to talk about EMFs mm-hmm. in a second here but I wasn't able to get that time outside. So I had the session and I felt like I afterwards like slept for eight hours, number one. And then number two, I felt the same way I do when I spend a day in nature. Mm. And then for the few days after that, you mentioned humor mm-hmm. and uh, you mentioned humor and 
it was funny after I had done that clearing and sort of like that recalibration of, you know, how the mind is working with the rest of the body. Everything was more funny. Hmm. Hmm. That's great. That's great. Almost just like your mind was more balanced or less stressed. So you were able to kind of access more of the joyfulness and, and, and of things. Yeah, it was weird. So if, if you're balanced and you're like, oh, things are like a little bit more joyful, a little bit more lighthearted, like I'd say that's a sign you're doing something right. That makes so much sense. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely. So how can we stay balanced and, and really what is uh, balanced to you? What does that mean when you see someone and when you're working with a client, for example, and they're a balanced individual? Mm. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is just having a sense of inner calm and inner alignment and having like that as a resource where people can go within and they have tools in which they can create that balance, especially at will or use some of the techniques we're talking about. So I think it starts there, you know, having again, just that inner calm and that inner resilience, anything from there. And then it leads to whatever action steps we take. I mean, you could divide things up into like mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual or vocational and, and balance in all of those areas. Um, but I think it starts with inner. And then the rest is, I think of looking at our life kind of like a pie graph and the different, different things that make up our life. Sometimes it's actually a pretty cool exercise to do that and really look at like what is taking up the most percentage of your time on that pie graph and see if it, if it really makes sense on paper, you know, like if work is like 95%, that's probably not balance, you know, and what more would we like to add into our life? So I think that's also too having a rich life that um, has a lot of different opportunities that is aligned with like our deepest values. Mm, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I, I like that. And when I think balanced, I think body, mind, spirit, energy, hormones, everything. It's like mm. every layer that you can integrate into your, you know, mental, spiritual practice, physical practice to give you a better sense of balance is what's going to help you age well. It's going to help you look better. You're mm -hmm. going to get better skin from it. Mm -hmm. And that's really, I think... Like, for example, I'll use my red light therapy and there's mm -hmm. anecdotal evidence starting to come out that it might have the uh, opportunity to actually help balance our hormones. So I'm really excited to see some of the sciences coming out with that. You can check out that interview with Wes from Juve, J-O-O-V-V. -V. And if you go to rachelvarga.ca forward slash J-O-O-V-V, that interview is right there. It's, it's such a resource everything that we can do to balance our body, mind, spirit, and energy is great. Mm. In my ebook, I talk about this as well. It's like this equation that I came up with body plus mind plus spirit equals whole human. Mm. And say, for example, our body waivers, maybe just increase your mental and, you know, your spiritual work to kind of offset that. And you could think of someone like Stephen Hawking's, right? Mm -hmm. He was absolutely wheelchair bound, but just absolutely brilliant. So he's a prime example of someone who I really do feel like maybe kind of understood that in a roundabout way and yes. helped to sort of offset that so that he was still living his best life, you know, mm. purpose-driven life and all of that. What's your take on that type of equation of something waivers? Well, I love that. What a, what a good example. And it, it also makes me, you know, think about resilience that sometimes there, there is a wall in front of us and maybe it will be there for a while, or maybe it won't be, but it's how do we adapt around it? And you're saying you can use 
these other avenues of our personhood and our energy field to create balance and compensate in a sense as well. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And even when I'm thinking of like that, because I have a very like analytical mind for a lot of things and then mm -hmm. also very esoteric. Yes. So I feel like the body, mind, spirit equals whole human concept then could be encased in the ability to adapt, evolve, mm -hmm. and be resilient for you as, you know, your whole human to be able to notice when things are like a little bit off kilter mm -hmm. and then take care of it before it becomes a health issue. Absolutely. And that sense of self-awareness to be able to sense that things are off kilter. And, and I can see how having the body in balance and doing things to help the mind be in balance, help us be more aware for the subtleties before they become something bigger. Mm -hmm. So now let's talk about your area of expertise as a you know, marriage counselor, right? And relationship expert. And you've been doing this for quite a while. And how can we be more responsive to our, our family, our loved ones, our partners, as opposed to being reactive? Mm -hmm. Hey, that's such a good one. Well, I, I always like to think about taking responsibility first and foremost for our own emotions. For So if I'm upset about something I see in the news or in the media or something someone has done, that first I'll try to go within and go, okay, let me check out what I'm feeling and what's going on as far as my sense of inner balance. And I'll try to take responsibility for my own emotions, if at all possible. So we're human, of course. But I think that can be really helpful, you know, rather than trying to point out what everybody else has done wrong, but to take responsibility for our own sense of creating balance within ourselves. Because when we're balanced, it's a much better place from which to approach other people, even comment on things or write things on Facebook or whatnot. You know, having that sense of balance, we're just going to put our best foot forward. So doing some, you know, counting to 10, you know, just doing a little bit of breathing or a little bit of meditation so that we're aligned before we start the communication with someone else. I think that could be really important. Um, trying to, to understand someone else's point of view, even if it's strongly different from our own, you know, really being aware of why someone might be feel what they're feeling and, and having compassion, you know, um, and, and trying to see that there maybe is a part of them that is very loving and very caring and that that's where they're coming from, even though it comes out very differently from how we see things. I think that is really powerful as well. Seeing that, that loving presence of another person. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So I'm just going to be real with y'all because yes. this is a safe place for us to support one another. Please reach out to me at Rachel Varga official. If you uh, are resonating with, uh, with this message. I love hearing from you guys. Leave a review on the podcast, what you like learning about, what you'd like to learn more about. I'm here for you guys to share, you know, what I'm seeing work with myself, my family, my loved ones, my clients. Question for you. How can we lovingly communicate to our partners that we need some alone time? Because I notice for me, when I say things that I don't really, really mean, that it's when I just know, okay, I should have just, you know, gone out in nature for a couple hours by myself. Mm -hmm. um, so, so how do we lovingly communicate 
when we need our alone time because we're all locked up together. Right? So kind of a, a, an interesting way around this is sometimes it's interesting to just go online and take the Myers breaks. And then you'll see some people are extroverted. I mean, I know it sounds so simple, but sometimes seeing it and you're like, Oh, you get your energy alone time. I get my energy from people. Okay. So sometimes that where it's like, it's like a third party is giving the feedback can be helpful. But I think, you know, and when people are feeling relaxed and also in a non-defensive place, just saying, you know, I just seem to sometimes recharge on my own. Um, and then I have so much energy to come back and I feel so enthusiastic and just using those I statements and saying, it's not about anyone else. Um, it's just sort of like you want to be your best and you want to connect. And the way that will help you best to do that is just have a little bit of that time to yourself time. And again, Mm -hmm. I did that personality test and I'm, I can't remember offhand, but I know I posted it. Okay. So I'm like extremely empathic, need that mm-hmm. alone time, um, you know, living that purpose-driven life. It's, uh, I think Mother Teresa would have been. <laughs> nice. That, oh. that type of personality. I love that test. I, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but it definitely gave me some things to think about. Well, and it's also a way to, if your partner takes it as well, to just have empathy that they just are wired differently and that that's okay. So it's, it's a neat test. Um, and again, it's another way to just begin a conversation if one person is a little more introverted or one person's more extroverted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really cool. How do you communicate with your loved one at, you know, with a, a new, a, a little one in your home, you're working from home. What, types of things you do yeah so we just are really just trying to be understanding and flexible and patient and it's kind of like just recognizing hey there's a little chaos that's involved right now um and so trying to have a little bit of humor about it if possible you know um i like to just remember that this is a specific period of time that eventually my son will meet his grandmother and whatnot um, but trying to have humor, you know, if, if possible, being kind, but also being direct. And if we have certain needs or I need some support, you know, being direct and clear about that, but also kind, of course, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. I can just see you communicating with your husband with like your beautiful smile and your lovely, soft, kind, but, you know, very firm air about you. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. Give me some of that, right? So it's like, <laughs> you don't want to offend. Oh, sure. <clears throat> and yeah. be like, sorry, honey, I just need some alone time. <laughs> or sometimes, you know, we think it's obvious that whatever we're feeling and we just have to be like, you know what, could I get some support right now? Or would you help me with this? I know that traditionally, sometimes it's thought of that one part of the, I'm about to say wives, so I don't want to overgeneralize, but sometimes they're a little bit indirect and, and it's a great feedback to know it's okay to just say, Hey, would you do this for me? Or, you know, and be very clear. I think that that's a really helpful piece of information that's helped me in my life for sure. Mm-hmm. And also understanding your love language. Yes. Yes. And that's another test you can just take online. And it's great to learn that, Hey, your husband's this way. The wife is this way and helps you to really speak and love them better. Mm-hmm. It's like understanding how different people's minds work so that you can, you know, better show up for them when they really need you and, and just how you converse, which is uh, pretty cool. Definitely. So do you have any closing words for us today, Leslie? Well, I would just encourage people to be kind to themselves and be kind to others to know that, you know, this is a period of time and it won't very likely be like this forever, but we want to be flexible. We want to adapt. And one thing I would just invite people to think about is 
who do they want to be, you know, when we're not on lockdown and to try to do that, that step of highly effective people, which is begin with the end in mind. So take care of ourselves now. Don't wait, you know, do what we need to do exercise, you know, put our best foot forward and be that person who we want to be so that when things are different and improved, you know, we'll, we'll be caught up. We'll be healthy. We'll be our best selves. Yeah. I think that's, that's just beautiful. And I'm just so grateful for you, Leslie, you know, the work that you do, you do a a lot of really cool work with your your background. You have multiple certifications and you're just so lovely, such a light in the world. So people that are able to work with you, I mean, they're just getting a, a very high level of care from you, which I just, I think is fantastic. There's a lot of really great people in the world that really do want to help you. Mm-hmm. And if you are feeling like you're struggling with your, you know, your mental health, your, your spiritual well being, do take some time to look into that because no one's going to do it for you. You are the one that are going to, you know, um, ultimately be giving permission to allow you to do that inner work And when you do that work, everything else will fall into place. You will be a more balanced, centered, grounded, and aligned human. So Leslie, where can people find you and how can, how can people work with you? Okay. So my website is Leslie Miranda. And so it's lmft.com. I'm also on Instagram. So leslie.e.s.miranda. And, you know, just reach out to me. Sometimes I'll help people connect to another therapist wherever they might be. I have a resource of people. So, you know, even though there's like restrictions via the state lines and whatnot, I'm always happy to just connect people or point people in a direction for something that they're interested in. And yeah, I'd love to just share positive content and meet people that are like-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're definitely like-minded women, just really wanting to do what we can to help others around us live healthily, live vibrantly, understand their purpose, you know, why they're here, how they can make an impact in the world and just be healthier, more beautiful, more radiant. All of that is really one of the same, is it not? Yeah. Well, I've just enjoyed, I was a part of your summer skin camp and I've had a one-on-one with you and you just add so much value. It's definitely helped this period of time postpartum and during this time in the world, just be a lot more fun. And, and I love the self-care piece and just, I hope people will keep listening to your podcast because you have so much great speakers and information. And I just love everything that you do. Oh, well, thank you very much, Leslie, for those very kind words. They mean more to me than you know. Hmm. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today on this live recording here with the beautiful Leslie Miranda. If you're watching on the Rachel Varga YouTube channel, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the Rachel Varga podcast as you're on your walk, doing your own grounding and balancing and centering and alignment, be sure to hug a tree today. It'll be good for you. Put your hand on the tree. Bonus points to be a little snap on your fingers. <laughs> I love doing that as I'm walking. I'll just That's like, great. I'll grab some leaves or some sap. And then, you know, that good old aromatherapy for grounding is just a great tool. Mm-hmm. I hope you all have a great rest of the day. If you have any questions, be sure to reach out to me. You can send me an email directly, info at rachelvarga.ca, or you can book your one-on-one call with me for all things skin and rejuvenation for both what you can do at home and also in the clinic over at rachelvarga.ca 
And I hang out quite a bit on Facebook and Instagram at Rachel Varga Official. So be sure to say hey, and I'd love to hear from you. So thanks everyone for joining us today. And thank you, Leslie, for being on the show. Thank you.